You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Again, a little recap pod. Welcome into the Nick Bob Podcast. Uh, appreciate you guys, uh, you guys downloading and listening and subscribing. Hit that subscribe button, right, Bo Rude? You got to click the subscribe button. It's as simple as when you it. subscribe, it automatically downloads. It give it so you don't miss a you won't miss an episode. I didn't know about the subscribe about until the subscribe. I started doing this show, and I subscribe. Yes. and it's just waiting for me. It is waiting for you. It downloads. It's there for you. All you got to do is literally hit play, and it's going. Yes. It helps me, but again, it helps you not miss an episode. And it's been cool. I mean, you you uh, you take a little plunge from the radio world and kind of try something on your own, and the reaction's been fantastic from you guys. I mean, you get it, doing walking around, you get people coming everywhere up to I go. The one thing people come up to is say, "Hey, I've been listening to the pod. I love it." We want more of it, and yeah. it's been so much fun. Just like I feel like everywhere I go, I get to talk. It's like, great. Everything we're talking about the pod, I get to talk more. Out did. there in the real world. Okay, so we got we're gonna recap this Purdue game, but I mean it's like good lord. I well first of all, daylight savings. You get thrown off today? Or are you good? I didn't know. I, I didn't woke know up about at, it. My my wife didn't know about it, and I was like, come on, step your game up. I woke up early and was wide awake because like wow, I guess I don't need as much sleep as I used to. <laughs> and you know me, I love my sleep. Yes, you do. So I it took me three hours to figure it out when I finally saw the you know the clock on the stove. I was like, oh, uh, like, wait a minute. Fall back. Are you okay? Was your mic okay? You're having that. I thought I thought I tightened you up over there. But yeah, daylight savings. I remember daylight savings was great for partying. Like, how does it work? Do you, do you basically like get an you, extra hour of yes, partying? You fall back in the, so falls fall back. So if it's, you know, I think it's so when two, it was at two in the morning, it, was it really, goes back to one. So, so I'm trying to remember being out on daylight savings. Like last night, if say the Nebraska football team would have wanted to go out and drink their sorrows away when, when la- like, so how does that work? So the Barbie playing, uh, you know, Eddie money, take me home tonight. <laughs> and then it's like, everyone starts going out and they go, actually it's one again, another hour. Yay. Eddie Money. Do you know Eddie Money passed away? I did. That's why I wanted to pay tribute this morning. (laughs) (laughs) I was. So he passed away. Actually, I forgot that. But yeah, I know. There was something about the contrast of I was driving and there was some like. FM DJ that was like, you know, with a heavy heart, we say. (laughs) (laughs) He goes, he's like, with with a heavy heart, we say, rest in peace to our good friend, Eddie Money. He was shaking, and it was like, she was shaking. It was like, (laughs) Eddie will never forget you, and we want you to remember that we'll always have two tickets to paradise. Here's Eddie Money. It just was like the contrast of like that somber voice oh. into all of Eddie Money's songs are just like there there are songs about being alive. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so it just doesn't really like it, take, it, it take doesn't, me home tonight. Two tickets to paradise. Shaking. shaking. 
You, I'm a big shaking guy, and I'm a big take me home tonight. Well, that's you think, so, it's interesting. That was the first song you thought of for well, like a. So clo- at the bar, at the bar, they would play that every night at closing. They'd play "Take Me Home Tonight" for years. Oh, so yeah. you just rem- like it was, or the- they'd play the one. The one thing I never was a fan of at the bar, they would play. You know that like country of uh gin and juice you know that country is like with all this drama in the lbc it's kind of hard being snoop d-o-double like i feel like all the losers are like yeah yeah i love it hey fred yeah i mean i i was always like no oh i was i was i don't like when you when you like just play the real song but that was a. I was thinking that of was cl- one at one of the bars. The other bar was, I think, Journey, Don't Stop Believing. Yeah. That's those are my two memories of when it cl- with closing time came. They always would play those. Right. Or you hit them with. A, I mean, you have Semisonic Closing Time. I don't know if how much that got played for people. I'm sure it did a little bit. See, if I ran a bar, I'd always play like the. I'd play like Silk Freak Me. I'd play some real sensual stuff to help because you need to help people seal the deal. But that's. I think that's what take me home. It's it's sending out the message. This is what you guys are all here to do. Is that the? Is that what the? Like, what is that song really like? Is that what that song's about? Like the courtship of a man and a woman at a bar. Doesn't he say? I got I the power you... to release me or something. <laughs> Take me home tonight lyrics. I'm not sure what he's. I feel the hunger. It's a <laughs> hunger that tries to keep a man awake at night. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to let you go till you see the light. Probably the sun. Mm-hmm. Take me home tonight. Listen, honey. It's just like Ronnie saying, "Who's Ronnie?" I don't know, but. Be my little baby. Okay, so how do we get on that? A oh, daylight savings. Daylight uh, savings. Yep. Yeah, that was that was daylight savings time. So and then spring is spring forward, so you get an hour. Yeah, and you're ahead. all that's so you, all you lose up. sleep in the spring, you get sleep back in the fall. Which, I mean, we all needed that extra hour. I think we were all oh uh, yeah stressing a little last Cranky night. Net. Uh, you know, instead of the wine pod, are we doing the Lacroix pod right now? Mm-hmm. We got Lacroix going. Okay, everybody, listen, listen to Nick open his Lacroix. I've recently got into LaCroix. I've always been like, I either drink water, coffee, beer, wine. That's it. And le- and for some reason, I was like, okay. I always just like, yeah, right. This is real water. No Sparkling way, water, man. I thought, was for fancy, schmancy loser stuff. And I never drank one like when in you go my to whole life. They're like, would you like sparkling? Or I was like, I'm like, huh. well, I mean, I'm not a psycho, so I will take real water. Give me the real stuff. Huh. No, but it's, <laughs> I really like. The the spar I drink this stuff all the time now. You said you said it helps digestion. I remember you telling me that, and I was just like, "It's funny the things you say." And I'm like, "Take it to the bank." Sold. You take that to the <laughs> bank. He knows his stuff. He knows what he's talking about. Okay, so I mean, when I I, I tweeted, I was like, "You know, Nick and you know, me and Bo will do the recap pod. We'll try." People are like, "Oh, you got to drink whiskey. You got to do this." Like, do people want more '90s sitcom references today? Do they just want? Do they want the whole? Do they want the whole recap pod like Greg Sharp? And it's not a touchdown. And it got the ball inside the two. Handed off. Nope. Stuffed into the bin. There's a shovel pass and it's not a touchdown. And Nebraska's not going to win a football game. Do they want that for the whole time? Or what do people want? Uh, I think a little of both, maybe. Okay. All right. We already hit them with some Eddie money talk. Yeah. It's... That's about all we can do for people. Yeah, I think, I I mean, think where it's... Do you, what do you have to say? You, you, with, with a week like this, there's, there's not a lot to 
to be excited about, but I, I do think there's a ton to talk about. Okay, That's well the then truth. let's get into it. Um, couple of things. I kind of have like a wheel over the... Ronnie, bring over the soapbox for me for a second here. There is, I want to start with this. So Nebraska loses to Purdue. We all saw that. Shouts out to Drew Brees, who did his thing, though. There, there is a, there's a difference, Bo, between accepting something from a standard standpoint and coming to grips with accepting what something or someone is in the moment. Right? Mm-hmm. We as Nebraskans, we have a standard that we want out of the football team. And we had a standard for Frost. And I'm certainly not suggesting that we let those slip or alter them in the grand scheme and moving forward. But what I am saying is this. I think the sooner you, me, we can come to grips with the fact that this is a pretty bad football team, everything gets kind of easier to digest and assess from that vantage point. You know, like, because it's funny, we do this every week. We all try to, and this goes for, you know, sports talk radio hosts, columnists, fans. We all try to rack our brains each week for some super deep, introspective, analytical, complex reasons to explain what's happening. And you know what's happening? This team's pretty bad. The players aren't very good. The coaching hasn't been very good. And when you combine all that, it's not good, you know? Like, mm-hmm. so I don't think it has to be that much more complicated. I mean, Purdue is two and six. And Purdue didn't have their best player, Rondell Moore. They didn't have their starting quarterback. And their second-string quarterback got knocked out of the game. Two linebackers were out. One, arguably, is their best defensive player. They had a starting defensive tackle out. And Nebraska still lost. I'm not fanning them off. But do you see what I'm saying? Like, I honestly think it's like the sooner we go to Applebee's down the street, it's like the sooner we accept that this is going to be an Applebee's steak and not a Drover yes. steak, like the better you're going to be able to eat that Applebee's steak. No question. I, I, I think this week, even more than last week, sort of solidified that there's really, even with a few wins, there's no completely salvaging the season, right? Th- right. This, we, we sort of have fallen to a, a bad place. Um, and I think, it's hard to watch a team that finds ways to lose games. And I, and I say that with the understanding that I do think that we're better than these teams that we just have lost to. Yeah. I mean, definitely better than Minnesota's a toss up talent wise, but I do believe we're better than Purdue. I do believe we're better than Indiana, Indiana. And I do believe we're better than Colorado. Colorado. So for me, this season is the story of those three games, which we come out, put points on the board, and find ways to lose, which yeah. I, I'm really, as a as a lifelong Husker fan, unfamiliar with. I'm unfamiliar with th- whatever that psyche is, where you don't, everything's going your way, and you don't know how to close the thing out. You don't understand how to just finish a team off and put a game away and just make it easy on yourself. And, and I'm not, Nick, I have no explanation for why we are that. But that's what we are now. We're a team that finds ways to lose. Yeah. And so this season's so much different if we have about 10 to 15 plays that we're just not. We are not that. That team to, that yeah. tries to, I mean, they don't try to, but, but they you, find yeah. a way to lose right. these games. And all of a sudden, we're seven and two versus four and five. Right. 
That is a such a different season, and it's the same team. Yeah, because you're. I mean, to your point, and we were talking about this before we got on. We started the pod. It, four games. Those the four games you you we're you kind of brought up. Nebraska's had double digit leads in the first half of four games this year. Seventeen nothing Colorado, ten nothing Northwestern, fourteen three Indiana, and ten nothing against Purdue. And Nebraska's one and three in those games. That that's kind of the season. Yeah. That right? Like I mean, if and so it's not like you're sitting there like it's not like a whole bunch of different things to get you to seven and two. You know, it's like that's the you just got to figure out how to close out those games. But I just I don't know. I'm sitting there watching yesterday, and it's like. For me, I just was like, I, everyone needs to maybe come to this realization that they're just not, I mean, because there has to be a reason for that. There's a reason that they're finding ways to lose. And the reason is they're just not very good right now. Yeah. I, and, for what, and however you, so we can sit there and talk about like, and tell you, look at that guy to your right and say, he is me, I am him, he is me. Until we get, you know, it's like, we can do all that stuff. It doesn't matter. It right doesn't now. matter because they're not, like, they're just not a very good football team. Yeah. But, I, okay, so I wanted to kind of get that started i i kind of hate that we that eat doesn't it feel like each week we pit the offense versus the defense it's like there's each who's, week whose fault is it right yeah every that, week yeah, that's right yeah yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> every, every week it's, it's, it's whose fault only, is this week? it's not only it's not only nebraska versus it's like there are multiple games going on within the game it's like it's Nebraska versus the opponent, but then it's Nebraska's offense versus Nebraska's defense. Yeah. And that gets exhausting and it gets a little ridiculous because it feels like each week we need to have like a referendum on either the offense or the defense and play the blame game. Mm -hmm. When in all reality, this it's like it's a team game and these, this team isn't playing complimentary football. Sure, there's been times where the offense has played well, the defense has played bad and vice versa. Uh, but with all that said, I'm going to do, I'm going to be a hypocrite. We got to do that. We, we got to do that. We're gonna. With all that said, I want to play the bum game. But I rewatched the game this morning, and I'm so glad I did. I was this close to being like, you know what? I just don't want to watch that game again. And I think it might have been the most illuminating rewatch of a game this year for me. I walked away even more stunned the second time around. Anyone who watched that game and to and pegs this loss on the defense, I don't even know what to say to you. I love Steve Sipple. I really do. I, I couldn't believe his column. I couldn't believe it. That game was 100% lost in the first half by the offense. Period. Full stop. No, like 100% lost. Before I get into the sequences of, of what we're going to go through here, your reaction to, I mean. Oh, I mean, because. I, I did the same thing. I, I watched it, and I was I was kind of <laughs> frustrated enough. I basically watched all those same series that you're going to go into right. here in a minute. Right after the game was over, we talked about it. the group of guys were over. We talked and you know we vented, but then we went. I went back with a couple, and we just watched. We went through those first series and just kind of went through the big plays and went, "Oh man!" Like in the opportunities, it's unbelievable. And, and it was pretty enlightening to see like. There is no way you should lose that. None. Game. It okay, so here we go. Nebraska scores seven nothing. Okay. And then Darian Daniels. It wasn't the next possession, but it yeah. was maybe it was Darian Daniels intercepts the shovel pass, returns it to the two yard line. Then you get a questionable sequence of play calling 
Although you pointed out that in the shovel pass, if one guy makes a block, Wandell walks in, sure. we're probably not talking about it. But nevertheless, it is kind of odd that like this, the play that just resulted in a turnover, Nebraska turned around and ran that play. Yep. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I just, it kind of felt like this is when you just line up and you run it three times into the end zone. For sure. But so any way you slice it, that ends in a field goal. And now instead of 14 nothing, it's 10 nothing. Okay. The next possession, block punt. Block punt. Okay. The ensuing offensive possession, then after the block punt, ends in the Adrian Martinez interception on the wheel route to yeah. JD Spielman. Bad read, bad throw. So it could have or should have been either 17 to nothing or 21 to nothing. Instead, it's still. 10 nothing on the next possession bow for Purdue. You know what happens? Lamar Jackson intercepts Plummer's pass. <laughs> so in review, you have a interception, blocked punt, interception. So what happens on the ensuing drive for Nebraska? Martinez misses Kenawai Noah, overthrowing him, who's going to walk in for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So it in a situation where at this point you talking about it could be 24 to nothing or 28 to nothing and the game is so far over it's over you can't they're not coming back from 28 now no and so and then what happens so what happens then is Purdue then drives and scores and instead of potentially now if you, if all things go right instead of potentially 28 nothing it's 10 to 7 and that's the game yeah, and then they they score again. They're up going into half, and they get the ball back at half. And it's sort of whatever momentum and confidence our team had, I think, completely switched, and then it was going to be a back-and-forth game, which no is doubt. What, it, what it was. Right. And they had the ball basically, you know, the last real drive, and, you know, then we had a minute to go and couldn't, couldn't make something happen. But – that shouldn't have been a game where that was even an opportunity. I mean, you know, Northwestern, we won one of those games where it was just sort of back and forth, whatever, right? But, oh, man, we never had opportunities like, like we had. I mean, especially the field position part of it. We blocked two punts. I think statistically, if you look, if you block two oh. punts in a game, you should And you never get two lose. interceptions. How many times do you lose in a game where you, you get – you have two block punts and you get two interceptions. And we just we completely dominated the field position game. Yeah, like we didn't give up any big plays. I don't think we gave up any plays over 20 yards, 20, 25. So I mean, it was it's it's like a it's hard to understand that. It it really I mean, this was Hale Varsity had a, a good little write up on it. Nebraska began a drive on Purdue's Purdue's side of the field four times to show for it. The Huskers got 25 total yards on 17 plays. They had an interception, a three and out, a turnover on downs after four, going for on fourth down, total of three points. Like, a game where for the a, a lot of the game, the defense and the special teams was like, the special teams had like their best game. Yeah. And the defense was really solid. Yeah. And so honestly, you know what the difference is, is like, really this game comes down to Purdue was was four for four in the red zone mm-hmm. with touchdowns, and Nebraska was two for whatever. I mean, like red zone red zone offense is a dramatic 
tilt yeah, one it, direction. There. And you know, we, we talk about we talk about philosophies, and, and and I don't, and I mean this, I don't like to be a person that tries to tell a coach what they should and shouldn't call because they spend all their time doing this. So I don't even like what I'm about to say because. I don't like saying, oh, you should only do this. I have, you know, some of our friends say, you should just do this every time. I'm like, well, if that's all you do, they're going to line up and stop it. This, you this should do a video game. Yeah, you like, should do something else. Right. But like, I, I'll even, I mean, I'm trying to, like, so a, a real life story that you were involved with. Okay. Um, not to go back to high school, but we're going back to high school. Let's go back. I played, I played offense in high school and you played offense. So we're playing at Creighton Prep. Yep. And we're up 7 nothing. And our coach, who's a a legend, like one of my favorite guys on earth, we were a power football team. I was the eye back, you were quarterback. And for some reason, we ran three straight, like quarterback, run. sort of like yeah. run outside runs. And it, one, it got you concussed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, before the last play, I was yelling, say, give me the ball, like, because I wanted to run an ISO or a power. And, he thought it was no run the same play again. He did this. And oh, is so, that what he is that what he thought? Yes, he thought I was saying do it again. I was saying no, give me the ball. Right. And so I ran out the side, and he said, and and I the only time I think I ever kind of was like, what are you doing to right. a coach in my life and a Missouri? I said, just give it to me up the gut a couple times. So that was right. high school. And from the rest of the year, he he swore he goes, I'm never doing that again. He goes, we're just gonna slam it in there. And so that's a real life example of. I just sort of believe when you're on the one or the two, for the most part, it's really hard to stop if you three got a line slams. three straight, just like off yeah. tackle or power. Like it's hard to stop that. Totally not agree. that it's not. That's the only thing you should do. Yeah, sometimes you do a play action, but like if your basis isn't, we are going to try to slam it in there. I just think that's that's what you do inside the two. Now you get outside the two yard line, open it all up. I don't care. But I'd like being under center, and I'd like running Agreed. power and power play action type of plays on the goal line. That's me. That's from real life. So that's kind of where I was saying that before the game started. And we got inside the two, and we ran five passes in one run in that first half. So out of six plays, we had five passes. Oh, wow. And that, that I mean, to it, me, is where I just go. I don't get – yeah. I just go, you know – I'm never going to question the play caller, but my philosophy is like, why even mess with that? Like, I totally I, agree. I, I just, I just think it should be, I like it when you're inside the two it's as a defense, it's so much harder just to stop people. that are coming right at you for a yard. Like it's hard to stop it for a yard. Yes. I mean, I, I totally agree with all that because I didn't like the shovel pass and on second down, they ran a little run pass option that gets Martina sacked. And now you're. You, you That's were, what I'm saying. You 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 take a loss versus you know if you get stuffed, you're right at the your same right place. Right back at the two. You know, but and, you still like you have more options. I, just, I think. I, I and so it's it's a I'm fine you, line. Like, I think we all know that like Scott Frost knows more about offense and play calling than I'll ever dream of knowing. I, I could in spend this the rest of my life, and, yes. and I wouldn't know as so, much as he does. I mean, of course that's the case, but there's also an element of. Sometimes you can like you can't see the forest through the tree. Like you, you're almost in too deep with it. It's like just sometimes I know the shovel pass on film and and with the dry erase board like what well, would have worked. But it's like that. It's that's not always like. What's funny is it's here's this is where my belief in frost is strong. Like just like my belief in 
Coach Mazursky in high school. Like Coach Mazursky was mad at himself that he didn't he didn't stick to what he does, right. which is power football. The rest of the season we did that. So he wasn't afraid to admit that, like, you know what? I don't love what I just did there. And I think Frost will be the same way. I think he'll be the type of guy that after this moment he'll say, you know, I'm not going to only do this. Right. But where we're at right now, I bet you he's going to go to more just, you know what, let's just slam it in there. I, and yeah, cause it, I, especially when you're in, to, inside the even, two. Even, even I don't know what the yard line they were at, but even the play on not the, the opposite end zone where we – Nebraska ran a play – where it was a swing pass to Jack Stoll that had Wandale blocking for Jack Stoll. That was that was part of that sequence. That was part I of mean, that six. Yeah, like, like I and I hope he's okay with me saying this. Danny was texting me during the game, and he texted me they would have never had me block for Antonio Gates. And that's that's the right that's the right answer. And th- and that it like so it's just that's things right. like that. It's like because it was cute. it's a touchdown if Wandell can block, but Wandell can't block. So and that, it's just that wasn't a good scheme because of the personnel. And I also I mean Stoll, it's it's a it works because he's a decoy, what? but it's also like, do you want him with the ball right well, there? There was even times like they ran a couple of them. We'll get into Martinez and how inaccurate he was and all that stuff. But there was one time they're running the, some of the swing passes. There was one to Chris Hickman. Now, am I missed? Is can Chris Hickman run? I have no idea. So no why, why would you know? Every swing pass needs to go to one of two players, maybe three. And Chris Hickman isn't one of them. I or and Jack Stoll sure as hell ain't one of them. You yeah, know. It, I, and so it's just it, like there's a there's an element of like of just simple personnel strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. That I, and like I said, I don't like, I don't want to criticize too no, much, but too, just but some, for me, it's a little, but that's more philosophy. And I, and I'll give you that is like, just give your, your playmakers. I, I just more. think, I think there were, so the, the first half to me was on the offense, the play calling and the quarterback. That, yeah. that, that was what the first half was on. Well, so maybe we need to discuss, you want to get into Martinez? I think we should, because, Give me your take, because you've it's a, you've been one of those guys, and I've been with you. I think I don't know if I've been t- as as staunch as you, maybe, but you've been big time in. There's no you, the idea that there's you would think about pulling Martinez is ridiculous. The, all this stuff, and I mean, do you think it's now at least a, a topic? Oh, like, it's a topic now. When, when you when you are playing the way he's playing, it's a topic. I mean, and, I, and I'll say this. I still think Martinez is going to be our guy and is going to f- finish the season out, and he's got by far the most talent. I mean, a couple of his throws, just they look so good. You go, oh, my gosh. I mean, when he stepped in that ball, he scrambled and threw that one to Noah. I was like, wow, that's a beautiful-looking throw, right? Yes. And he has – I love the fact that even when he plays bad like he did, he owns it. The guy, he's saying all the right things. Now – there is something going on with Martinez. There's no question he is not performing well right now, up to his potential. Totally. That's what I'm That's about. That's indisputable. I'm about playing to your potential. I think Vedrol is definitely playing more to his potential in the two games we've seen him. He's playing. He's maximizing himself. Now, Martinez' ceiling's higher. Um, so I think the question is this. Like I'm not even suggesting we need a quarterback competition. But I think there is something to Adrian Martinez where – He's been – I almost feel like they've been handling him with the – what's the term? Kit gloves? Kid, yeah, yeah. Kid gloves. Just and, handle, yeah. And, you know, it's like 
they don't want to run him in the first half. They only run him when we get behind. And I go, that's part of the problem. Is totally if we if this guy's not turned loose, like I felt like he kind of was last year. It's mm-hmm. like turn him loose. You know, then all of a sudden, it's like I don't know. It's it, it, you got to be all in on winning, and that is not just Martinez. That's the coaches saying, I, "I'm I'm not sort of just playing for your pro career." That's or, where you know. That's I don't think that's out. and I that's not on Martinez because I don't think Martinez is, is the. He's shown no indication that he's the kind of guy that's like, "Hey, protect me because I got a future." I just feel like there's maybe a sense of obligation to him that you're a real talent and we can't get you hurt because you're that valuable. And I think what the reality is now is it's at the cost almost of losing games, and that needs and, to stop. And who's gotten hurt both years? Martinez. Martinez. So it's like, even in this attempt to protect him, he's still getting hurt. And that's what, what I don't understand. What I don't understand is like, you go back to, to last week and the Indiana game, that was arguably the best the offense has looked. Mm -hmm. And I would argue one of the biggest reasons for that was there was a total commitment to running the quarterback, to running Vedral, to running Luke McCaffrey. Designed runs, tons of different things to make that element of the offense a huge factor. And in the first half, they barely ran Martinez. And so I yep. just don't, I don't, I'm just, I want to know, I'm curious as to where that, I don't, I don't quite grasp where that comes from. Because even, even the thing that is hard is, the and the and the and Spencer Tillman and Brando commented on the one scramble on fourth down where he could have ran for 15 yards and instead he forced a ball and luckily got bailed out with a PI. It's like those are the moments. It's like, why do you? I want to go to because even Frost his, said run his when his coach comes out and tells him to run that that's sending a signal that things are things are changing. Like things, I I'm I'm going to suspect things going forward. The, the you know Frost especially and and this is his team and his program and whatever sort of protection quote unquote protection which is not much it's just it's more hey hand it off instead of QB really a choice or you know we're we're just not going to call design quarterback runs you know I I don't think he's just going to run him to death but I I do think that they're going to say hey Adrian guess what like we got to play to win every game now. We were sort of playing for the future in a sense, more than playing for win this game, whether it's Colorado, Purdue, or Indiana. It doesn't have to be Ohio State to no. run this guy. Like, and that's I. I think I'm guilty of saying I don't know that I would run him either in those first handful. I just have never. I mean, Nick. I. I, I think I'm. I, I'm going to stand trial right now and call myself guilty because I think I remember. <laughs> I think I remember saying that. Yeah. Like, I don't think you want to run him too much starting out. And I, I remember saying it, so I'm as guilty as anybody. But I think the reality is it may be the reason why we haven't had much as much success this year and why Martinez is playing worse and why we're not winning games. Yeah, with, with Martinez, it's like I, I don't either – with his decision to not run in the scramble or, or whatever, it, it's – Either it's the coaches going, we got to protect this guy, or either he doesn't want to get 
hit or hurt, or he wants to prove that he's a thrower or something. Whatever the whatever the the case is, it is a little perplexing how the like the play calling. Like you, you think about the play calling against Indiana and the play calling against Purdue, and it it feels a lot different when Martinez is in there. And maybe some of it is is like when you have like a guy that is a better thrower and stuff like that. It's tempting to be like, all right, let's open it up, let's air it out. But I just th- that's the thing I'm I'm having a hard time with right now. So I think there's there's two parts to that like one. This is the this is where you got to balance it. So number one is Nick. He is a better thrower. He has a NFL yes. arm and. You, you want to take advantage of that for sure. So he's going to do some things that, that Vedral and McCaffrey can't do in the passing game, right? Uh, but two, this is the second part of it. I think it's also clear right now Vedral is running the offense um, just in terms of when to hand, when to keep. And then even like some things like there's like the RPO, like when to throw it on the right. RPO where Martinez missed a wide open guy that would have been a first down that we don't get it. Um, and Vedral has been hitting all, I think Vedral was doing a really good job of making the right decision. And I think Martinez for whatever reason this year has struggled with his decision-making. And I, I think he knows it. And he says that even that, you know, not only does he have to make the right decision, it's like then when he does, he's got to deliver. And he was yeah. saying, Hey, I made the right read. And I, you know, he air mails Noah. He throws it a little behind Stoll. I mean, Stoll's got to make the catch still, but you know, you got to. If he's on target, those are walk-in touchdowns, right? So there's a lot on this quarterback in this offense. You got to you got to make the right decisions all the time, and then you got to deliver the ball on target when it needs to be. And he's sort of struggled in both. I know both areas. I know because it's and he, he's got the talent. I, I really I, I think he's got a good head on his shoulders. The question is, is where where is his confidence right now I don't know what is it like what because I wonder what the rest of the team because he's a captain Mm -hmm. I I just I wonder what the rest of the team feels like with with this I don't know I I think there's because we talked about that I remember a, a month ago a month plus we talked about how you know the decisions you make to pull a quarterback like quarterbacks the one position that you got to be real careful about how you handle that position, pulling the pulling a left tackle isn't the same as pulling the quarterback. And they, yeah, I mean, one, the fact they didn't play him when he was semi hurt, yeah. is, you know, I still don't love that because if you can play, you should play. Um, but man, I I just. Like I say, but now, now I don't think you sit him for two games where he could have maybe played, and then now pull him the first sign of there's adversity. I think if you're protecting him as much as you have, it's like you better ride this pony out now. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like I, I just, you know, you wonder. It was funny. I had a you know a, a loyal, a loyal listener of the pod, and and all the way back to Schick and Nick Dan. He wrote me a Facebook message saying, "You better polish off the, the old frost doesn't want to bench Martinez because of you know his." History. Remember, remember, we talked about this yeah. at at the start of the year. You know, September thirteenth, nineteen ninety seven, against Central Florida, Frost was pulled for a few plays or a few possessions. Then he got reinserted uh, to booze from the crowd, and then after that, 
Coach Osborne really was in his corner publicly and stuck with him, and everything kind of took off. We all know how that season ended. Yeah. And again, we you you wonder how much that shapes a guy where it it's like Frost remembers that and maybe in deep down in his subconscious doesn't want to doesn't want to pull him. Uh, I think it's part of it, I, but here's the other. There's the other part of it is Adrian Martinez is a better talent. Yes, and it would He's be a, in a it'd be a way different conversation if Vedral would have won his two games. So Vedral lost at Minnesota and he lost versus Indiana. So yeah, when you're not you know, winning, it makes if it you're hard. not winning, then then what's you know. You could say, well, he's a little bit better with with his run, but you know what? Like he didn't win either. So, to me, it's like you you still play your best player, which is going to be Martinez, who you know I think the future's probably brighter with. So I, I don't I don't think it's a it helps the team to bench him now. I don't think right. so because. Like I said, Vedral didn't win when he was in. That that's the only yeah. thing. If Vedral would have won those games, I think you have a different conversation. I, I think just you got to really consider it. Well, I what I personally think would help everything is like, yeah, there's there's an element of like he he was missing easy swing passes, was missing reads, was inaccurate. But I think one thing that could help the whole situation right now is if if Frost committed to whatever mindset or game plan he had with Vedral and McCaffrey, using that for Martinez, being just more willing to run this guy. Like, yeah. I, so I, I just, I've always been, and I think it's easy when you're not, when A, you're not the one running, and B, you're not the one that's that's making the decisions. I used to get in arguments with this with people with Tommy Armstrong. I'm like, listen, what Tommy does best is run. You need to run him. And people are like, oh, he's going to get hurt. He's going to get... No. Like, I, I'm certainly not suggesting... People want to take it to the extreme. I'm not suggesting you... Martinez carries the ball 35 times. But you, you need to make... If running him gives you the best chance to win and makes your offense better, you need to do well, it. Did, did it... I think there was a stat that he has the most carries out of any quarterback in the Big Ten in the last two years. Is that That's right? That's probably true. Which is telling in itself, though. So, I mean, <laughs> that that is asking a lot, though. Like, he's already had the most carries and we want him to have more. But I think the reality is we're talking about winning. We're talking about what we think we need to do to win. And really, that's the best answer. Yes. And so it's hard for me to say, don't do the thing that gives you the best chance to win because we're worried about injuries. It's kind of a, I, I don't know. It's funny because Danny, you get a guy like Danny Woodhead on who we love and we go, his mindset, he goes, I took, I had 39 carries one right. game. And he's a little guy, you know, yeah. he's not a big guy, but his mindset is a guy that's supremely confident who goes, let's win the game. Right. And I think Wandale's got a lot of that. It's like, I don't think he's worried about the amount of carries. So I think maybe the best thing for Martinez is like, let's get him a win. I, I just and the best way to do that maybe is like let's gonna let's run let's him, run. run him into being confident in the throwing. Right. I, now. I think, but I do think it's officially like, you know, some guys it's like they're the job, you know, it's like a, it's like a house that isn't listed. It's like the quarterback position is at least like potentially going to get listed. It's not on Zillow yet. It's not on Zillow, but there's, but there's rumors a chance. if you go in with a high offer. They'll 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 consider they'll, it. So I like <laughs> I mean 
because you watch that first half. I mean, he 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 misses Noah for a touchdown. He makes a horrible read on Spielman. He you know he just, he'd missed guys like again. The first half to me was on Martinez, the play calling, and the offense. Yeah, I mean, it, and that was the game. Yeah, I mean, and we can go in the defense a little bit because there's problems yeah, what, there. Yeah, but, what do you? I mean, but that was that was the story. If there's a story of every game, the story was in those first six possessions we had, where it's like, just go step on their throat, and we'll have a you know, have a coffee and yes, it you should, know, I take mean, a, a again a, a you quick heard, like, plane ride back home and with a victory. When I laid out the sequences, and there's sometimes you can do a lot of like fortuitous connecting of the dots to arrive at this conclusion that you want to arrive at. Like, well, all you had to do was do this, 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 and this, and you would be this. It's not that crazy when you go through that sequence to get to 24 nothing to or 28 nothing. Well, and, and we were calling, like, so this isn't something you even had to go back. During the game, as soon as we threw that pick, and then, like, something happened where I, like, everybody in the basement went, oh, this is going to happen now. Yeah. This is about to flip. I got a, I got a a tingle up my spine of probably like Nebraska years. Like I've got PTSD, but when, when Nebraska didn't score off the Darian Daniels interception, I kind of went, Ooh, Oh no. Cause that's, that's been this team's MO right now is that felt like, I felt like the game was a chance and I know it's only 14, but a part of me is like, if you just go pound that in, then you can run. You can run I mean, it up. It, it's, but yeah, you could. There was an element of like, oh my god, it's happening, isn't it? And that's scary because, because if if we're the, feeling it, they're feeling. Yeah, it. Yeah, and that means that that's part of this team, and that's something you got to get out of your team. You got to get that out of your psyche and culture. Yeah, altogether. We got to find a way to cut that thing out. Yeah. So it'll be inter- It'll be interesting now moving forward the next couple of games. Just what that quarterback situation looks like you know uh i mean martinez is going to continue to start but how how short of a leash how are they going to use well, him he's on, he's on a leash now so he like, wasn't on a leash at all and i think now he's officially frost is going to realize hey we're not winning games that means that if i actually think this guy will help us win a game martinez will be out so if he's if he goes in a game and he's throwing balls in the dirt and can't run the out like he'll pull him i mean i promise you he'll pull him I'm just saying right now, right now, he's not going to pull him. I don't right. see him. Yeah, no, I agree. So you're saying like you're saying that the next game for Wisconsin, he's the starter. He's the starter. I agree. But it, but if he goes out there in the first quarter and a half and isn't running and is throwing the balls in the dirt and making bad decisions, like he, he just opened himself up to a potential to to be yanked. He had he was on like a he was on that like uh you know, untouchable list almost yeah. where you go He could do anything. He could do anything and he's gonna be the guy. And somewhere along getting hurt, and this is his return performance, it's like, well, you know, we saw this guy do it decently as well, and then you go out and didn't perform as well as you needed to. You, you open – that's why you don't want to get hurt and let anybody ever play. It's, because why, it's why last week I started the pod with if, you're, if you can play, you play. Because, again, what if Vedral wins that game? We're in a quarterback controversy. We're, yes. Right now. So and and that game was this close, yeah. the Indiana game, to Vedral winning that game. So I, I'm just a don't guy give up like I am I am I think a little bit of paranoia is good for you in life yeah. for, you know, 
really being protective of your job and your and what you have and all that stuff. And th- that's why I'm like, if you if you're healthy and can play, you you should play. And so it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, moving forward because yeah. I just also think there's something to the offense looked probably its best. It's looked in a monthish last week mm-hmm. when Martinez wasn't on the field. Yeah, but I also think a lot of that is the the commitment to running the quarterback. Yeah, like I think because sometimes what's what's interesting is I wonder if Martinez almost makes Frost lazy. Not lazy is a strong word as a play caller, but sometimes when you have someone that's so talented, you maybe don't like you think you can try different things that you maybe wouldn't normally try. It makes you you know you know when like we talked about when the when the backup quarterback goes in the game, when we talked about everybody feels like they got to tighten up. Well, that goes for the play caller too. Oh, we run the we run the most basic stuff with when Vedral's in there. It was pretty. It was pretty vanilla is what it was. But what I'm saying is maybe that's what you need to do with Martinez. Maybe. Like maybe, maybe, maybe. But like with that said, they ran, they ran the reverse pass. They had a bunch of good play calls when though, like I just felt there, again, there's just something to the fact that the offense looked at, it looked dramatically better two weeks ago than it did under yeah, the only, the only major difference it's defined quarterback runs. That's yeah. it. That's all. And, and Vedral did a good job of being making the right decision in within his, within his RPO game. Yeah. That's the two things. I, I don't think it's any different than anything else. I think that's, that's it right there in a nutshell. Okay. So for, so we talked about, you know, we say this game's on the offense, but with that said, we got to touch on the defense a little bit because at the end of the day, they still they had a chance to stand up late and they didn't, and it was against a third stringer. Yeah, they, I mean, what what stood out to you from like the first half to the second half? They just can't tackle. I mean, when you can't tackle, they didn't make any big plays. One, nothing Talking over twenty Purdue. yards. Yeah. Purdue. Yeah, they had a second and third string quarterbacks that were. I mean, you can you know the announcers like to say this guy's great. They weren't very good yeah um you know and they were running a lot of crossing pick routes same thing we're seeing against indiana i mean they we didn't adjust to it as well as we should have but really to me this game was about if you tackle you win the game so Mm -hmm. the, the defense had a chance to 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 help the offense out a little bit just by tackling and we didn't want to tackle so you know it that's hard. That's hard because it, these guys, I don't know where their heads are at, but they just, we came off a bye week and we had a two game season to get to another bye week against the two easiest opponents we're going to face all year. And we don't tackle yeah. in those games. And we don't, you know, it's like, what what are we doing? And so I, I'm trying, I try not to be too frustrated, but. They're, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to do they're, if you they, can't They're in their own head. Like, there is an element of, like, yeah. that they don't – everyone doesn't seem like they're totally right mentally. Yeah. Especially where the defense – the defense in a big way feels like when – this is what's concerning about with Wisconsin coming to town. It's like when things are going well, they're – they, like, they play with energy and they, they kind of rally to the ball. But it's like the second the tide turns – They're not – They don't fight it too hard. No. And and – Maybe that comes from not have like a pass rush solves a lot of things, covers right. up a lot of things, and we don't have 
any pass rush, which is it's in itself a problem, but it also that doesn't cover up any of places that we're getting exposed on. And I mean, we're getting exposed on the way we match these routes and some of our guys just inability to cover in yeah. space, you know? So, so you're seeing two coordinators that are good coaches. I mean, people say, can say what they want about Purdue. Like I was telling the guys during the game, like these are two bad teams right now who got good coaches. Yes. You know, like Brom, you can say, People say he's not a good coach all of a sudden. Like, that's a good coach. That guy's Jeff a good Brom, coach. Jeff Brom's one of the 10 highest paid coaches in college football. Because he's good. He's good he's at what really he does. he's really good. But you know what? Their team is not good. No. And uh, their players were not very good. So that's what's hard is, you know, they're good coaches. And, you know, we should have been able, though, with our with our guys to, to cover the, that team. We right. should have been able to tackle those guys. That shouldn't have been a problem. And it was. So that's on both players and coaches like to me i i, I don't see is all players even though we've been talking more it's just the players that are bad now i mean this is on the coaches too yeah. they're getting schemed absolutely they're getting i mean schemed you, absolutely out right now. the coach you can't we we do we're, we really are into you know i talked earlier about how every week we pit the offense versus the defense we do a lot of pitting we pit the players versus the coaching the yeah. The the new guys versus the old guys, the offense versus the defense, and the reality is it's, it's all like, together. It's all together. At the end of the day, it's the same thing. It's all Nebraska, and they either all win or they all lose. Yep. And so you can sit there and do all you want to try to like, well, this is this this is the coaches, and this is the players, and then this is the offense, and this is the defense's fault. It's like they're not getting it done. They're 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 not getting it done. And you know that that's the thing that's hard too with. Uh, I want to get into the the end of the game management for a second, because you know you and I are Frost supporters, but I think one of the things that that has been disappointing, and I think Frost would agree, would probably I don't know if he'd agree with it, but it's like it is what it is. One of the things that is hard to to swallow is that it does feel like there have been numerous games in the twenty one games so far as Frost being the head coach where he's mismanaged things at the at the end of games that were winnable. Now this one was different cuz Nebraska was trying to like they were trying to come back. Yeah. But I mean, you know, and, Nick, I'll, I'll interrupt you. Knowing when and where to take timeouts is not as easy as it sounds. And like I think oh, that's all, yeah. I think that's hard to do. Um, but I agree. I think he messed it up. I think yeah. when and where to take that timeout was not where he took it. Right. Yes. But that's not easy. No, not at all. I mean, these things are happening fast and, yeah. you know, but I think it starts with, and again, sometimes you want to like, you'd love to know what was told, but it's like, I, I'm sorry. I mean, this all just, you're Brody belt. What on earth are you do doing, bringing that ball out of the end zone? Like that's eight seconds. And you should be thinking about like every second is valuable. You, you, if you're not, if your name's not Dante Hall or, who like insert any great kickoff returner ever? Like you are taking a knee. Yeah. Like I, I when he brought it out. I mean, you're Brody Belt. If it's a short kick, yeah. If you catch on the ten, running with a full head of steam, or if you're Wandel, like let's say Wandel, like yeah. if you're a stud. You know, like if Amir Abdullah back in the day, you're like, our best you're, player. You're the best. Make player. that decision. Okay. If I you're Brody Belt, I'm sorry. Ten out of ten times. You either fair catch it if it's below the – you either fair catch it and take it on 20 or you let it go in the end zone. You do not bring that ball out. Uh, so so I think it starts there. Now, again, you don't know if may, maybe the last thing 
someone told a guy, you know, told said, hey, knee, whatever. But that, that he's got to make so that start, call. So it's like that's, holy that's mackerel. A, that's a decision. He's that's a, make. that's bad. Then you have, uh, you know, Martinez. The the first play, Martinez gets a little flush, has to throw it away. Uh, second down, Martinez skips it. He has Noah on a comeback route. Just a horrible throw. I mean, just a that's a junior high throw. It really is. And I mean, a comeback route, a ten yard comeback route with no. I mean, that's like a that's pitching that's pitch and catch. And then they come back to that same look. They hit it, but obviously Noah stays in bounds. So then there's the whole. There, there was a lot going on. Do you hustle to the line to save time? and try and get a first down? Do you call timeout to make sure that you get a first down? Obviously, I think – I thought they could have – should have called a timeout in the moment, but it's it's easy to say even now. Definitely should have called timeout. But then there was the – did you hear Frost after the game? Hmm. That Wandale – because there was the – the camera got Wandale on the sidelines, not yeah. in, and Wandale was, you know, gesturing like he wanted to be in the game. Yeah. And – Wandale wanted to be in the game, but the trainer told Frost that Wandale was done. So I think for you know, because in the moment you're like, oh my God, how did how do you not have Wandale Robinson on the, on told, the field? Yeah, yeah. If he was told, I mean, if he was told that Wandale is done, then Wandale's done. There's nothing you can do. And then the other, I'm trying to make sure I, I want to pull up. Uh, this is actually a pretty good point too. Tommy Armstrong tweeted. You know, this is if you don't call Tommy goes, for the people saying Wandale should have been led on the field, you have a running clock. You allow him to get on the field. The refs then allow the defense to sub as well, which runs the clock yeah. more. Or do you wait till you get a first down, then let him on the field? Just saying. Which is that's a pretty it, good that's, – that's, that's a see, quarterback. That, so, that's a pretty good point. So our good friend Willie actually I think has a brilliant uh, idea around this. He for years has been saying he thinks that – Every team should have a coach that during the game, all they're do, all they're doing is clock management. That's yep. their one thought. That's their only like focus is how like how are we managing this clock, whether we're trying to run it or whether we're trying to conserve it. What we're doing with our timeouts, little rules like that yeah. that you just you got to know. Because Frost um, has a lot. Of, I mean, he's because you're also the offensive court. There are some guys that are are. They're not in the play calling. He's yeah. having to think about the play. So, so Frost is the offensive coordinator. So, you know, if he's if he can handle all that, that's great. But even things like talking to your your kick returner, like Brody, guess what you're doing? Fair you're, catching it. If if that thing goes he, in the end zone, do not. He ran it out, and not only did he run it, he ran it and then sort of like danced around a little bit and ran so like it was like a full like normal plays are four seconds, four or five yeah. seconds. He was like eight or nine seconds, and you go. What are you doing? Every second counts. So I'm a huge stickler for how efficient you can be in those moments because you can go a long ways in a minute in a football game anymore. No question. And so I just didn't feel a the minute urge. With the timeout. I didn't feel the urgency, though, out of, of our team, though. You no. know, like let's be honest. Did anyone feel confident that Nebraska was going to be able to, let's say they take a knee and they got, did anyone feel confident? I didn't. No. I, I I didn't I didn't feel the urgency like this is do or die we got to march the ball and ha have a chance here, so th that that was that was a little alarming. But, but I'm with you. I mean, I think our buddy Willie makes a decent point of like, 
I mean, because there are so many times game management and clock management wins and loses games. Yeah, I mean, you got to be thinking like little things like okay, every okay, every time we do a play that's forty more seconds, you know, and you got to yes. count it up and know that okay, it might come down to running the ball three times and then taking the ball and then chucking it up in the air because there was a couple extra seconds left and you don't want to ever give them a chance to get the ball, right? Right. Or even knowing to like. If it's a shootout, you can know to, hey, let's get a first down and and go down. Have you ever seen that where they right. go down on like the one yard line? Because you can then run the clock out. Let's say they have no timeouts left. You're up by, you know, you're up by a you know a couple like maybe one point. Yeah, you know, like you're better off just not scoring but running the clock out. Like the game is played. Whoever has the most points when time runs out. So you always just need to keep in mind it's a game time until matters. the time yeah, runs out. Like, and and like I don't think that. I don't think we right now like I think Frost does a great job managing games except the time aspect. Yeah, I, I don't agree. think he's that's and, on and top of his mind. And a part mind. of that is probably like it's why some of the stuff is challenging when you are the head coach and the offensive coordinator because you're thinking about think about all that's on his plate. He's got to think about what play to call. Then okay, what read did they give that what so I can archive what that? What, what? Are, yeah, like he, subbing, he, substitute, like that's a lot. Then to also think about time. That, that's why. That's why. I think the teams that have the coach that is not a coordinator are usually better at like a yeah. Frank Beamer doesn't call plays, but right. they usually play better defense and better special teams. And because the coach usually has a bigger hand in it right now. That's not how everybody does it. You know, Frost is a, a great coordinator, so we want him calling plays. Sure. But like you say, right now we're sacrificing a couple of games where we just were, that wasn't top of the mind. Right, and I'm not saying this game. There are some games I think Nebraska like lost because of mismanagement. This one's hard to say Man, that. you know we, They didn't give themselves a chance hey, to win, maybe, we but didn't I don't com- think they were going to win that we game We didn't anyways. complete the passes anyway, yeah. so it didn't matter whether we took a timeout or not. Yeah. We didn't complete the passes. Uh, to- totally agree. What's it? One thing that, that is, you know, when I, you and I were talking before we, we started here, and... One of the sobering things is when you think about the last time Nebraska was at Purdue, Mike Riley was the coach, and they have like a last-minute drive. To, the game was like eerily similar to that, mm-hmm. and they drove down the fl- field and won. And I think about like that team and what that game looked like compared to what Nebraska looked like yesterday, and it's pretty much the same. And that is something that's concerning, and what's hard is – it's hard to get a sense of what the final half of the year was like in 2017 because there's no doubt a lot of those guys quit, but in their defense, they knew they had a dead man walking head coach. And when that's the case, that makes it hard. But I brought that up and you wanted to talk about like give me what's that what's that like behind the scenes because you know, I think you could maybe feel that Bill Callahan, you know, in 07 Bill Callahan was probably going to get fired and then things kind of unraveled a little bit what what's what's that like behind the scenes when you're when when things do start going downhill so that that's because you worry about the situation now for the team yeah so this is and there's differences between this year and 07 right because Callahan's crew was on their way out and it was real We, we could feel it you know with about three four games to go 
it was over for those yeah. guys. And you, those guys are humans. A lot of them are really good, really good guys, you know. And and but they're human beings. And when when you know you're losing your job, and you got to go into work every day. That's a hard thing to do. And it affected Especially when everything. Especially it's hard. I mean, football's hard. It like is. it's not. You can't go mail in. Like you can't mail in being a football coach. Yeah. It, it's it's too difficult of a game. Right. It's too emotional. It's too real. And when when that happened, we could feel that those guys. I mean, you saw it. They they were, you know, they're thinking about man. I got to move my kids again. And and you know, you could see it in the in the in the you know scouting report. You could see it in the the game plan and the intensity and sort of the. They almost eased up on things. We're like, well, just have fun, guys, and you know, yeah. just enjoy your time here. You know, it, it was it kind of got to that point. And when coaches check out, believe me, the team will check out. So with Mike Riley's season, I'm sure that similar things happened. Um, the difference is, is this is early enough in Frost's tenure where I don't think anybody's. I don't think the the. Uh, the hench, the henchman's coming. I don't need to the, with so the, that's why the it's chopping a block. Situation. So this is gonna this is gonna say a lot about Frost though because they got to get these guys to play three more games. Right. They got to try to get some sort of turnaround in the next three games to build momentum for next year because this season is it's over. We we can't win the West now. It's over. Can't win the West. So these guys have to go in. And they got to do a job the same way they did the first day that they got here, which is you got to bring life into this program. You cannot at this point let things start deteriorating. Right. You know, you can't start letting things slip. You actually have to take it to another level. So whatever they've been doing, it can't fall. It actually has to take a step up. There's no even staying the same. Staying the same is losing. They have to, they have to start making changes for the better. And that, you know, even if it is a, feels like a little bit of desperation, whatever, maybe that's what they need. These guys cannot flinch. If their players see them flinch and see them or doubt themselves, or, yeah. or if they let up on the standards, if they don't start setting higher standards, it's a bad sign. And it's it's. And I don't even know if they'll win a game. I don't think it even matters if they win a game. I think it matters how they respond. Right. So what... The number one thing that we are looking for for these final three games is what you think. Because I, I think you, I, I know we want it. We'd all love to say win, but it's like I don't even know. Like, yeah, you want to see Nebraska win, but I don't know even know if that's necessarily what this is about right now. Because do I think they're going to win another game? Gun to my head, if I'm in Vegas and I got to place a bet, I don't think they're winning another game. I don't think they're going to win another game, but. I think there is going to be a level of competition that you need to see. So these guys are yes. playing fast, aggressive, and they're competing. Like, look for that. Yeah. So that's that's what, uh, like, if you look at, uh, if you talk to NFL scouts, NFL GMs, you know what they look at a lot of times? If you played on losing teams, yeah. how, how did, did that you... guy compete right. when you're down 50 to nothing? Right. How did you, I remember, like, I remember that was a big thing that was always on my mind because I had heard that. And I, I think Scott was my brother's 04 season. You know, he got drafted high because he played his ass off when we were getting killed. Uh, totally. And uh, I remember, so I'd always think, hey, even if we're down 50, 
somebody's watching you and you better better have enough pride that you're the guy that's still flying around. I, I you know that's that's what I'm looking for. Is who's competing? Point. Yeah. Who's disciplined? Because some guys will now start making stupid mistakes and they'll be loafing. I saw some loafs this last week, and I, I would say those guys need to get off the field. Right. Because that's those are the guys point. that it. They're gonna bring your whole program down. Because when you talk about because there, there's this, it's clearly still in like building it mode, and anytime. Anytime that's the case, it all all the effort and intensity and in competing matters. Yeah. So I'm with you. I would say because to your point, uh, there are two two little anecdotes. I remember, uh, and that's why I always try to get through to like young players, especially high school players. Like, do you remember when in the district tournament against Norfolk in my our junior year in basketball? That was the first time that Joe Holiday the Kansas assistant coach at the time was coming to, he came to the game. Yeah. And I, I, I remember, you know, driving it cause we were playing at Lincoln high was where the, our, the, the game was at. And, and I remember feeling like, okay, I mean, I gotta go really, I gotta go put up a big game or whatever. And the thing that was interesting, I played. Okay. I think I had 20 and just, I was, I was okay. Yeah. He, he thought I was fine and all that stuff. And, one of the one of the things that I was told was someone went over and sat by Coach Holiday for a little bit during the game, and because he had a notepad out, and they someone glanced at his notes, and Joe Holiday was taking notes on me from the moment I took the floor for warmups, took the floor with energy, high fived every one of his teammates. Made, wow. Like so, I guess the point wow, was that's, I I didn't uh, I didn't know that the, one. like so he was do- document on went to bench and was still engaged uh, looked his coach in the eye uh, like helped a teammate up like mm-hmm. so the point is these coaches the details matter and your body language and your effort and how you conduct yourself matter and to steal another Kansas anecdote. One thing that I always love here, Coach Self says when he recruits a player, he goes, I want to see him play his best game. I want to see him play just his average game. And I really want to see him play a bad game, like him, like he plays bad. Because mm-hmm. I want to see how all of those intangibles, how they differ in all three of those games. Like, so when you're playing like shit, do all, are you a go into a shell, selfish, Still not like if your shot's not falling. So I think all those things are applicable to now for these guys. You're four and five. This season's not gone well. Are you gonna be? Are you gonna loaf? Are you gonna? Are you gonna play hard? Are you gonna rally to the ball? Are you like? What are you gonna do? Yeah. And that I'm totally with you. That above anything else is the number one thing. The other thing to me too is probably want to see. Martinez, like you, like don't you kind of want to see? I don't know what I'm saying with Martinez, but Mar- like Martinez, kinda- no. So Martinez, it, it, so basically, it's going to be this defense. What you want to see is comp- who's going right. to compete, right? Who's going to still play hard, whether we're winning or losing? Um, play fast, aggressive, and right. not make bonehead mistakes. You still got to be disciplined. So discipline and competition is what you're looking for in defense. Offense. I think what happens to offenses when when the wheels fall off, 
Defenses loaf and they get undisciplined. Offenses turn the ball over in bad ways. So right. Martinez is going to be the guy that now this is his time. Who are you, Martinez? Who's the real Martinez? This is his time where he has to basically say, I'm still your guy, Nebraska. These are his three games. It's an it's his three-game audition. And when you say Nebraska, I think it's also to the team. Yeah. It's not like – I mean, I agree. Like, I don't want to say, like, you're going to find out what who Martinez is. But to a certain extent, like, you got to figure that out. Like, is Martinez the guy who we all thought he was heading into the year, or is he not? Yeah, and if I, he's not – or if there's even questions about that, I, I like, think he can, he can sort of rebuild his whatever his brand or whatever his deal is with you know as a the leader perception the of perception him of like that's still on the table for him because he's been hurt and he's coming back and he's got all the tools but this offense it, it goes or doesn't go depending on him and so. Yes. Like the defense, it's going to be a little bit different the way you view it than the offense. But the offense is basically going to be like, how is Martinez going to respond? And uh, you know, there's going to be some a little bit more of that discipline with them. But it's you know, Martinez is the one. If he competes, the team will follow. Because that's the thing too that like is I, I do wonder about him is like he finally showed a little bit of emotion. Yesterday, when you know, pick yeah. up a first down, fist pump. To, like, I mean, you're the quarterback leader. Now you don't got to be rah rah, but like he's got to be that guy. And so I think a lot of it is on him the That's, next three weeks because I agree. you're the quarterback captain. How he approaches this thing and how he plays is going to set a tone. He's he's got to lead, and everybody will follow if he leads. Right. But like I said, it's gonna it's gonna be a my binoculars are going to be in full force. Like I am going to be watching everybody how close. Playing? How hard are you playing? How, how how much fight? How much nuts? How much heart? How competitive are you? Yeah. Because that that's what you you got to get to the core to the root of like who hat who wants to do that and who doesn't. We got we got some pretenders on this team, and I would love it if. They show themselves for sure. Right. Just show show me who you uh, really are. I still I, think you can learn a lot from the last these last couple. You can learn a lot learn, about Martinez. Hey, you're going to learn a lot about like some of these Nick, other dudes. Nick, it, you're going to learn a lot more from when you fail from the, from when things are going great. So this right. is where actually you're going to learn the most. So if there's any silver lining to what's happening, is like we're going to learn a lot of things here. Right. We're going to learn things about ourselves as as a team, as a coaching staff, as a fan base. I mean, there's a lot we're learning. So, at especially, least, you know, I, I love learning. So for me, it's, yeah. it's I'm I'm happy to do it. But. Especially to the thing that's the thing that's also is like Wisconsin coming to town with how good they are and how they play. Will f- like you you almost have no choice. You're going to show yourself against Wisconsin. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and and you better like they're you you have to bring it. Like, if you don't bring it against those guys, the way they play and how good they are, they are going to physically pound you. They'll pound you, and this is the best running back in college football. So, if we don't know how to tackle that game, if we decide that's the game we're not going to tackle, just give that guy 300 yards right now. I mean, I would just Seriously. say, just give him 300, call it 28 nothing. I'd be happy I'd take it. But, like, they could <laughs> they, they could put up 50 or 60. Ounce. Right. No, it's just If you don't tackle that guy, they'll put up 60. Yeah. I, and so, it it just those are 
but I, again, I just if you're if you're the quarterback captain and the guy, you're you got to be the one that leads these dudes. You got to because you know we everything we do is through this quarterback. It, it's not like Wisconsin. You can be the running back and be the best player in Wisconsin. Right. And it's you not, have a chance to win a division title. It, not in this offense. In this offense, it is all about the quarterback. It and, is quarterback run, quarterback RPO, and the quarterback has to be constantly making the right decision. That's where and delivering. Right. I I just you and I use I I just am a guy that subscribed to the school of thought of like every behind every good football team, you have a quarterback that is a a, a leader, well respected, like and these are moments where Martinez, he's got to, he's got to lead, and he's got to, he's got to. We're gonna figure out how good that cat is here the next three weeks. Because yeah. I mean, his, this is the first time. Like, if I'm him, now I don't know what it's been like behind the scenes, but if I'm him, you, you trot to practice now, not knowing for sure if you, this is your job. Yeah, you better forward. be sharp. You better be sharp this week in practice. Yes. If he comes out even sloppy in practice, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, he, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's. He should be on high alert. Well, we're going to learn a lot about a lot of guys these next three weeks. So that if there's any silver lining, it's like these games are going to be interesting if you're a Husker fan for that reason. Right. Like if you say, oh, I don't want to. Uh, I do. I'm a Husker fan. I want to know especially who, who we got going for next year. Well, and especially know? it's like it's not like this is uh, the NBA or the NFL where you can like you can cut all these guys and get a brand new team. It's like, guess who's going to be on the team next year? A lot of these same guys. Yeah. I mean, college basketball, you can bring in, you got to just find five, right? right? Or you find just two, you just get rid of two and bring in two good ones and you're good. Like football, like this, you know, what's a sobering reality is like, if Nebraska is going to get back to winning the West or whatever, you know, who's probably going to get it done is like this core group. The, of younger dudes, yeah, the like younger the twenty that's the twenty nineteen recruiting class, I think, is our first. Like, I, I don't think the twenty eighteen. Well, and there's is, been a lot of of attrition even with that class. Yeah, you know, so guys I mean, leaving, but yeah, so we but we've I'm talked saying, about like, that. The so you can sit there and be like, ah, oh, these games don't matter. It's like we'll get like a lot of these guys are coming back next year. Yeah, that's the team still. I mean, we're getting rid of some guys, but yeah, this young core is going to have to do really elevate. Totally, totally. So, we miss anything? You good? I think that was pretty thorough. For I, I think it was pretty good. I mean, how long did we go? We're at an hour fifteen, pretty much here, which is nice. We sometimes you and I are like we need to stay like below that hour thirty mark. Should we? Should we Eddie money and just take this thing home? Let's tonight? just if, <laughs> if if I know we're gonna have my pod music, but if we could in tribute to Eddie money, just get take me home tonight as we're leaving. You know what? Well, here, you know what we'll do. Uh, could I play it on my phone? Would that would I get into trouble? You think? I think so. Don't. No! Do it. Not, hey, we haven't got the money yet for uh, to pay for that uh, one. But. Okay. Okay. Well, we got a bye week. I'm like gone all week too. I've a basketball college basketball season starts for me, so are, we got to figure out what we're doing. Are we here. doing wine pod round two at some point, or our power round one? Oh God! <laughs> one of those. We'll put our thinking caps on, and I mean. When one person's talking, the other person has to oh, has to take a shot of beer. That'd be brutal. Oof. We'd be dying. But yeah, we'll figure out something. Uh, Wine pod number two as a ten. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll yeah, we'll we'll, we'll figure, figure out something. And until that time, keep it. Li- By the way, hey, uh, while you're listening, um, 
I got a, I recorded a Nebraska basketball preview podcast, my thoughts on the roster, the whole season. Make sure you catch that. I, I dropped a Creighton preview podcast. I went to Coach McDermott's office, interviewed him. We went through the whole roster. It, that, that thing's almost an hour and a half. So if like Creighton fans, Husker basketball fans, like before you sit down to watch these teams play, listen to my podcast, okay? Like, I'll get you totally set with these the personnel and what to expect. And I'm going to be doing some other things uh, with, with College Hoops, so I'll have you covered. But we certainly will do – we'll do another wine pod. Uh, and then, you know, when Wisconsin gets here, we'll, we'll be back and talk about some football. Hopefully a Husker victory. Oh, Eddie Money. Take <laughs> me. All right, There's my flag friend. Flag said. Oh, come on! Thank you.